Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast is brought to you by Genesis House, FirstNet, built with AT&T, and the Friends in Recovery community, a thriving network of individuals who are fighting back against the stigma of addiction. Join our hosts, Father, Jersey Ed, and Noontime with Skylar Newt, as they speak up about the real issues of addiction, treatment, and recovery. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast, is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Friends in Recovery Podcast. I'm Jersey Ed, along with, um, I don't have a, and I don't have no co-host today. Uh, Podfather's not here today. Nobody's here. Dennis, Dennis Berry's my co-host here on Friends in Recovery today. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a great time. I love being the co-host. <laughs> He's going to take over the show today, guys. So Dennis Berry is an old friend of the show. What about two months old now? We've known you. <laughs> yeah, something and, like that. Yeah, so he's co. So he's now co-host. He's, he's able to be co-host. But Dennis, you you've um you've you've done a lot of things for us in the last couple of months. You've you've really enlightened me and enlightened some of our communities um, that that we do here on Friends of Recovery. Um, so I just wanted to bring you back just to to start kind of picking your brain a little bit and and seeing you know kind of kind of what more do you do? I know you have your life mastery. I know you're a coach. I knew, I know you do all that, but I'll be honest with you. Um, lately you've been help, helping me personally and I cannot, um, express my thanks for that. Um, and you've got me through, through a, a few hard times and, uh, and hard times, but just stressful times. And, and then you came on to our loved ones meeting and you um, you helped some of our loved ones, and and uh, that meeting was amazing. I was on that meeting, and you shared some of your experience, strengths, and hopes on all that. And uh, you know, it it was just really good to see um, these people trying to get some answers out of um, out of you know because the, their loved ones in treatment from a person who went through treatment themselves. You know, so. yeah. Well, you know, great point. Uh, I, we can start here, and that is, uh, you know, I'm currently i guess you could say i'm kind of like your coach right now yeah. and yeah. you know what's Basically, funny yeah yeah i have a coach too mm -hmm. and you know i was just talking to him this morning his his name's david essel and uh -huh. he's like the master in my opinion he's about, okay i love him but um so his mom died a few months ago mm -hmm. except uh they were in upstate new york and the ground's frozen so they're they're just burying her now oh my god and wow he, I got on the phone with him today. Today was our weekly, we meet every week. I never miss. And well, first real quick. Yeah. Do you know why you need a coach? Do I know why or, or why everybody needs a coach? Well, I was just going to say, cause we all do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we do. all need a coach, an accountability partner, somebody yes. to hold our feet to the fire to make sure that we get our shit done at a high mm -hmm. level. Otherwise yes. we get stuck. You know, and then our brains take over and it, mm -hmm. you know, brings us down the rabbit holes. Yeah. But, you know, I but was talking to David this morning and yeah. this was like my session. This was my week. You know, like we're talking about me and my <laughs> problems and my shit and my things. And he needed somebody to talk to today. He goes, you know what? He, he's like, <laughs> he started crying because his mm -hmm. mom, you know, yeah. he's a 62 year old, very strong man. He's been on the cover of magazines, host a radio show. He's like a wow. big time dude. Yeah. He started crying. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he, I was like, why are you crying? And he, and he told me, and I was like, huh, why do you feel that way? And he mm -hmm. goes, you know what, Dennis? He's like, let's switch roles today. 
<laughs> so I was his coach today. Wow. Wow. I, that's how it works, man. We all have to be there for each other when we're all sober and we're all clear headed, yeah. clear minded as much yeah. as possible. Yeah. yeah. We but, get to be there. Yeah. And we, we were having a conversation off air before we came on and I'd like to bring that up. Um, we were talking about AA and how AA works. It definitely works. No doubt about it. And, uh, but, but it works to a point. It keeps us sober and it keeps us coming and keeps us doing what we have to do. But the coach keeps us, a coach keeps us accountable. A coach keeps us, cause you can have a recovery coach. You can have a business coach. You can have a, uh, you know, there's coaches for everything. There's coaches for nurses. There's coaches for you name it. There's coaches out there. You probably know more coaches than, you know, the, the whole gamut of coaches than I do. But, um, but that the coach will take us, coaching takes us to the next level basically. And, and, you know, brings us, brings us, um, what, what did you say earlier? It brings us more, uh, it, it keeps us more accountable. Basically. That's what I think that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Accountability is huge. And you don't, <laughs> Please don't get me wrong. I love AA. I spent many years in AA. I just don't go anymore. Not because I, I hate it or anything. It's just, I, there's just new levels to go to mm -hmm. right now. And I think it's, it's excellent for the newcomer. If you're, if you're like my life's falling apart, I don't know how to change it. I don't have a lot of money and I don't know what to do to mm -hmm. stop because I'm dying mm -hmm. and my, my relationships over, my finances are falling apart. My health sucks. And what do I do? Go to AA. Yes. You know, and it's a great intro about why I drank, that there's deeper stuff going on up here that I need to address yeah. and keep coming back and meet people and talk to like-minded people yeah. and go there instead of the bar, yeah. you know, or the liquor store or to your drug dealer. Yeah. And then after that, it's like, there's more, mm. you know, we get to go deeper and deeper. Like what I've been talking with you the last couple of weeks is mm -hmm. like, what, what's our belief system about ourselves? What are our beliefs and behaviors that actually caused the drinking? Yeah, yeah. Right? Not The drinking is not the problem. It's the the drinking is what I'm using to cope with the real problem, which is my thinking. Mm -hmm. And until I straighten my thinking out, yeah. I may not drink. I may or may not drink, but I, I'm not as happy and productive as I could be mm -hmm. if I'm working on the real problem, which is my thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I agree with that. And you know what? But there's nothing wrong with balance. There's nothing wrong with a little AA, a little coaching, a little uh, therapy. You know, a little bit of everything. You know, why why not do do just a little bit of everything? So I agree. Yeah. I have lifelong mm -hmm. friends that I call brothers and sisters that mm -hmm. I met in AA, and we'll be connected for the next fifty years if I yeah. make it that long. Absolutely. And it's like, absolutely. Like if you feel the love there, and you're getting out of it what mm -hmm. you're going there for keep mm -hmm. do, keep doing that and you're yeah. not drinking and you're growing awesome yeah, yeah. please and, keep going yeah and and you and absolutely just keep going but dennis how can coaching enhance let's let's take this route how can coaching enhance our aa program i i can tell you just over the last couple of weeks i've been working with me it definitely enhanced my program my, my my program by getting me out of the stinking thinking by not 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 that i'm gonna go drink but i'm gonna i could do something stupid you know what i mean uh you know just be an asshole to somebody or or just not be a good human being i strive every day to be a good human being that's what that's what my my coach you know by go talking to you or or like I was telling you earlier, I go, I um, listen, I, I belong to this uh, 30 days of excellence with Jesse Eisler, um, BYLR, uh, building your life's resume. Um, and I put all this together, but I also plug in AA along with all that. So what can a coach add to the AA? 
Awesome question. <laughs> and there's so that's a loaded question. <laughs> of course, there's well, you so can, much. I, I we need, we need to fill some time, so you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot we could talk about, but really, you know, when we look at like look, if you're watching the video, I have what's Life Mastery School here, and one of the things I'm doing is I'm putting together this series. Well, I I have been, and there's a bunch of videos up there. Um, series of free videos, and they're on my website to help you uh, to, to help guide you through some of these tough, challenging times. The first one, the first series, is called Addiction Recovery Series, and there's about I think there's over 20 videos I think mm -hmm. on addiction, navigating early sobriety and recovery, dealing with relationships, codependency, health problems, relationship things. So you know, check it there. They're all free. Please go check it out at dennisberry.com. Mm -hmm. Now, what is life mastery? So that's kind of to answer your question. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, I stopped drinking. You know, maybe I went through the 12 steps. I admit there's a problem. I find some sort of God in my life. There's a spiritual component. Let's clean up the past. Where am I resentful, fearful? Let's make amends. Where are my character flaws and stuff? Keep praying and meditating, help other people. Like that's the program. Mm -hmm. And now we have to continue to grow. If we don't continue to grow, we fall backwards. Mm -hmm. There's no planing out. It's like, oh, I'm all good. I stopped yeah. drinking. Everything's great. That's not how life works. Mm -hmm. So we have to continue to grow. I was taught you want to always be pushing uphill. Mm -hmm. If you're not pushing uphill, you're sliding back downhill. Mm -hmm. But what people don't understand is pushing uphill doesn't necessarily mean struggling. It just means striving to be better than I was yesterday. That's all that that means. Yeah. Okay, so don't get hung up on that. But when we talk about life mastery, it's like, okay, cool. Well, just because I stopped drinking, let's also quit smoking and stop eating crap all day mm -hmm. and stop being an asshole and driving mm -hmm. around giving people the finger. Yep. Let's figure yep. out why we're disturbed. Yep. Why am I unsettled? And it's let's deeper. work on that. Yeah, it's deeper. It's deeper than just, and again, I am an AA guy. I love AA. I go all the time. But it's deeper than just reading the big book. The big book is very important to me. The steps are very important to me. And if I didn't figure out the big book or the steps, I couldn't get to the next step. Why am I being an asshole? Why am I digging deeper? Why? Why? You know, I wrote my journal. Today. I journal every day. You knew I had this conversation, but I journal every day. And it's funny because he said, you can journal every day, but just don't write down what the fuck you're eating every day. One time you drank your coffee. It was pretty funny. So I, I, I don't do that, but I was journaling and I, and I just said, you know, how can I better be a better human today? How can I be a better person today? It was nothing mind blowing or anything, but to me, just writing that down, how can I be a better human today? That mm. made me think a billion things, just a billion things. And, and that's what you like, just exactly what you said. You know, you're, 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 you're pushing up hills slowly. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have the cure for every disease in the world by being a better human. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have, uh, you know, the, the peace, the peace card or whatever. I'm not gonna have any of that. I'm just going to be a better human today. And I don't know what that looks like, but we'll see at the end of the day, you know, and that's mm -hmm. kind of what you kind of been teaching me in, in our, in our, last couple of sessions we we've been talking about so yeah we really want to get focused too that's another thing one of our problems as uh alcoholics or unsettled people if you want to use that term alcoholics some people don't like it but is that we're lack of focus lack of clear direction so i want to know before i go to bed what does my schedule look like tomorrow so when I wake up, I can hit the ground running. I have clear focus on one thing because if I don't know where I'm going, I might end up someplace else. Mm. So if I say, all right, at eight o'clock, I'm doing this. At nine o'clock, I'm doing this. 
what is our goal that we're working on? So I'm not sure what we talked about last time, but we like to focus on the one thing. We want to find a goal that we're working on that's going to drastically, radically change our lives. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, if I have all these thoughts in my head, swirling around in my head, I want to write a book, I want to start a business, make more money, fix my relationship, lose 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. It's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Let's pick one of those things and just crush it at a high level and change our lives. And so once we establish that one goal, you know, and that comes from, let's look at our life. Let's look at what are, and this is what I had you do. What are, what's my beliefs about myself in mm-hmm. those areas? What do I, how do I feel about my body? How do I feel about my, my romantic relationships, my friendships and my family relationships, my career, my finances and my spiritual life. Those cover life pretty much those six categories. Yeah. Yeah. How do I feel about myself in those areas? And then where do I want to be in those areas? Mm-hmm. So if I'm, if, if I feel like I'm 30 pounds overweight, I want to lose 30 pounds. So now we have a goal. Mm-hmm. If my finances are like this, I have $10,000 in debt and I want to save $100,000. Now we have another goal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my relationship sucks. It's in the crapper. We don't connect anymore. I want to fix my relationship. That's mm-hmm. another goal. Yeah. So mm-hmm. establish a goal and then create steps to get that done. Specific steps on a daily basis. And one of those things is writing like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And what I said was, you know, when you tell people to just journal, make sure you journal every day. All right. Well, when I wake up, I had eggs for breakfast and I went for a while. <laughs> like that gets boring and there's no real path to getting your goal accomplished. So mm. we want to be specific about what we're writing yes. and how we're going to, how it's going to guide us throughout the day to get our goals done. Yes. Yeah. Right. So that's what I was talking about there. Yeah. And and that's it. And, and whatever that goal is. But here, the thing also, Dennis, goals um, goals are great, but like you said, we have to be accountable for getting to those goals. We have to be, we have to put what's, what's the, um, the saying, um, uh, go, uh, um, dreams without, uh, dreams without, um, oh God, what, what the hell is it saying? Dreams without, uh, action dreams without action are just dreams or 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 whatever something something like that goes i forgot what it says but if you're not putting anything into action it's just going to be a dream that's kind of what i'm getting at here but oh it's just um, a wish a goal without a plan is just a wish it's it yeah 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 exactly sorry i've been i've been uh, i've been out of it a little bit because i've been uh, i had i have uh, some stomach issues and i've been on a uh, a liquid diet since tuesday okay and it's friday now i'm like Ugh, like I want to just go, I just want to go to sleep and I want to go get a steak now. And I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I want to go grab a steak somewhere, but I know it's not good for my stomach issues, but yes, you're right. Um, a, a, a goal without a, a, a action is just a wish. And if we don't, if we don't have somebody like Dennis or, or, or somebody or a program or anything, a sponsor trying to get us to that goal or helping us to that goal, it just doesn't go anywhere. And then here's the other thing, Dennis, then we feel like we fucking failed, right? Then we feel like we failed. And I, I you said it perfectly the other night at our, um, I love this analogy and, and I use it all the time now, but you said it the other night at our, our loved ones meeting um, on Friends of Recovery, you said um, New Year's resolutions are bullshit because I, I love what you said. Can you talk about the New Year's resolutions and how does it all tie in together with that? Sure, it, yeah. It, it and just this is, works out so true. Yeah, and this is about establishing that one thing that I talked about. It's called the one thing. What's the mm-hmm. one thing I'm working on? The great example I like to use, which I kind of just talked about it a minute ago, but it's like New Year's resolutions are great because every year we say, here comes New Year's Eve. It's like, I want to lose 20 pounds, write a book, start a 
family, start a business and improve my relationships. And then two weeks later, you're like overwhelmed mm -hmm. and you're like, well, screw this. So you start eating cake and get drunk and then your relationship screwed up and you spend money you don't have. And then next year, it's the same five New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And it's because there's a lack of focus. Mm. We need to get crystal clear. We're all, everybody says, oh, I'm a great multitasker. And that's bullshit. Nobody's a good multitasker. No. Not getting done at a high level. Yes. That's yeah. what a life mastery coach does. Yeah. So we make sure you get things done at a high level. And I have 15-year-old kids that I work with who just play too much Xbox and they go to bed at four in the morning <sighs> and they stop doing school and they're failing school. And I turn them around and I have, uh, high performing commercial real estate investors that make a million dollars a month that I work with mm. and everything in between. But the concepts are the same. We mm. want to get laser focused on what it is we're doing each day. And that's life mastery. Mm. That is life mastery. Yeah. Now, if you're watching this because you're drunk or stoned, you can't stop doing drugs or drinking. It's like your one thing is we have to stop drinking first. Yes. That's your yeah. one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Some one things, some goals might be able to get done in a couple of days or a week, and some might take a couple of years. Yes. Yeah. So, but we want, we want these goals to be realistic and manageable. And then we create the steps to get them done. Like if your goal is like, Dennis, I want to make a million dollars. All right. Well, cool. Well, how much do you make now? Well, I make 40,000 a year. <laughs> what? So that that's probably not going to happen next yeah. year, yeah. but don't throw the million away. Mm -hmm. Like, let's keep that. That's like what's called, we call that an umbrella goal. Yeah. That's the big goal that we want to shoot for someday. Yes. But what if next year we can make, you can make 80,000. Yeah. Double so we your, just doubled yeah. your income. That's a hundred percent growth. Like yeah. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So that's, um, that's called making realistic goals that are attainable, mm -hmm. measurable. And then we take action towards those on a daily basis. Yeah. Every day. Remember, the trouble that we got ourselves into, whether it's debt, broken relationship, drunk, fat, whatever it is that you're going through right now, it came by doing something unhealthy or whatever, harmful, yeah. over and over and over and over again every day for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a little time to dig out of that by doing things over and over and over again every day Definitely, for an extended yeah. period of time. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, you're perfect. Perfect. What you talked about is like a million dollars. I want to make a million or even let's bring it down to something even more kind of, um, kind of real, not realistic, but because anybody can manageable. make a million dollars, more manageable. Uh, I want to run a marathon, right? But yeah. you can't run a marathon tomorrow, you know, right. but you can run, you can run around a block tomorrow, right? Okay. You can run down the driveway tomorrow or today. Don't don't wait till tomorrow. Do it today. You know you could you could do that. But you know then eventually, um, you you can you can run that marathon. Then eventually you can make the eighty thousand. Then eventually you can make the two hundred. Then eventually you know it, it, it's all do. Somebody asked me the other day. Said Ed, how do I become like? you or, or another person. I'm like, well, you never, you don't want to be me. <laughs> That's number one. <laughs> but you know, I didn't, I didn't become this person overnight. It took me 27 years of sobriety. It took me 55 years of life to get to where I'm at today. And here's the shitty part of it, Dennis. Sometimes when I, and, and you know, you and I, the belief systems, sometimes when I look at myself and, and people can identify with this is that I don't think I've come this far. You know, I, I don't think I've come this far, but that's that shitty belief system that you were talking about earlier. And it's not true, you know? So also when, when you're accomplishing your goals, have somebody that keep can keep you um, 
accountable, number one, and also keep you late. Like you said, even laser focused on your accomplishments, laser, laser focused on who you are and, and where you come from, you know, because 27 years ago, when I got into recovery, I was, I had my wife and I, we were on government assistance. We had WIC cheese and milk. And, you know, I was handing the little coupons in at ShopRite, you know, 27 years ago, you know, and now I'm debating if I should sell my house or not to making a profit, you know, like think we think where I, I, we have to think where we came from. Let's be grateful for the steps we're at and not be, be so hard on ourselves for some decision that we made today. That's going to make a better decision for tomorrow because the decisions that we make today, we don't know where they're going tomorrow. We don't know what's happening with them. And, and that can take us into God knows where, you know, and uh, it's just, it's, you know, and again, you helped me through some of that stuff. So I, I want to thank you for all that. And, uh, but anyways, that was a long winded version of trying to run a marathon, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that's a great example. And a lot of people are like, well, I can't run a marathon. Well, that's a, you know, an old saying that we all know Henry Ford is like, well, whether you think you can or you think <laughs> you can't, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if you keep saying I can't, then you can't, I can't yeah. get sober. Well, you're not going to get sober. Yeah. I can't lose 30 pounds. Well, you're not going to lose 30 pounds. Right. You know, it, you make a choice and those come from what we talked about, what you just mentioned, your beliefs and your behavior. What is your belief system? Where did it originate? Most likely when you were like four, mm -hmm. you know, is where we get these beliefs. Our subconscious mind was programmed back then when we were a little kid, when we saw mom or dad yell at dad yell at mom and we're like oh well that's how relationships are yeah. supposed to go yeah. so then you know from the time we're four years old then and when we're 20 or 25 years old we get into a relationship and we think we're just supposed to yell because that's what we were trained to do yeah you know yeah. we don't know different so to undo or somebody when you're young says that you you can't win that race you can't be on the football team you can't get straight a's in high school mm -hmm. you can't have that job so you start believing that because yeah. that's what you were told back when your brain is malleable between the ages of zero and 18 yep. and you start believing, you start developing these belief systems. Yeah. So in order, and then you carry them around for decades. So in order to transform that thinking, we need to do some work and it comes from writing specific things like how to shatter those belief systems mm -hmm. and then become confident, self-assured, and then practice self-love, self-care, mm. self-respect. And how do we do that? Well, stop smoking. You know, mm -hmm. if you're drinking and you, if you quit drinking, stop smoking, mm -hmm. quit, quit eating a pound of chocolate every day, mm -hmm. quit harming your health more. And you're going to be able to become more successful and run a marathon yeah. and make a million dollars a year and yeah. have successful relationships yeah. or attract the love of your life into you, into your life, into your world. Yeah. So yeah. that's what life mastery is. It's like, let's remove the, the initial problem, which is I, I can't stop drinking and it's killing me. And then let's master all the other areas too. Exactly. Yes. The shit that's slowing us down from growing, get rid of that and, and let's take some new habits on. Dennis, we're going to take a quick break here and we come back. We're going to, we'll, we'll go into a little bit more of this and, and uh, maybe how people can, well, obviously dennisberry.com, they can get a hold of you, but we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of this and, and go from there. So we, for friends in recovery, uh, the addiction podcast, we'll be right back. You're first, first to respond, first to put others' lives before your own. And in an emergency, you need a network that puts you first, that connects you to technology, to each other, and to other agencies. 
built with and for first responders. FirstNet, the only congressionally authorized wireless network for first responders. Because putting you first is our job. Since 1992, Genesis House has been helping real people heal from addiction on their private recovery campus in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. Their family-owned program is accredited by the Joint Commission and offers detox and dual diagnosis treatment in a comfortable and confidential setting. At Genesis House, they focus on treating the underlying causes of addiction. Their comprehensive approach includes psychiatric care, individual and small group therapy, trauma healing techniques, and holistic care including yoga, massage, and animal-assisted therapy. After treatment, their clients enjoy the lifelong support of a nationwide network of Genesis House alumni. Call Genesis House today at 1-800-737-0933 to speak with someone who understands. Visit them on the web at www.genesishouse.net. It's time to start your journey to a long and successful recovery. Hey everybody, welcome back to Friends in Recovery Podcast. I'm Jersey Ed here with Dennis Berry is our guest today. Uh, he's sitting in for the Podfather, and maybe, uh, maybe I like the new, the look. Maybe we should all be bold on this show now, Dennis. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Yeah, there I was know. a what was that? Was it Easy Money? Do you remember that with uh, Rodney Dangerfield? Oh yeah, 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 and yeah Joe yeah. Pesci. Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. They they were in a department store, and there was a couple twins, and they were bald. And this was early '80s, when before this was like popular. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, you, you should put your heads together and make an ass out of yourself. <laughs> there you go. Here, bring your head over and we'll do it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Anyways, so well, before we before we get back into what we were talking about, we had some a really good conversation going about basically being high achievers. That's what we were talking about. I do want to talk about SoberPod. Um, this is the time of the show where we talk about SoberPod. Uh, Carl, Ellen, Steve, and Chelsea. Um, they, they do a great job out there on the, on the West Coast. They are they talk all recovery all the time. These guys are hardcore recovery uh, podcasts. If you know if you want to get the big book, the steps, um, you go over to their show. You they, they talk recovery, twelve steps inside and out. If you want to get the bullshit of recovery like we're doing, you can come over here, with friends in recovery. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I I say it every week, but um. But uh, but they're 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 really good. Carl, listen to them. I mean, uh, Carl. I mean, uh, Carl. Good lord, what am I saying? Dennis, listen to them, and I'll make sure Carl Carl calls you so you can get on their show too. So <laughs> yeah, I want. I could talk big book. I I used to be able to recite all of it. Of so course, yeah. I read it hundreds yeah. of times. Yeah, yeah. But you know, and and the other thing too is we're not counting out the 12 steps. We're not saying this is not an anti 12 step show. This is not an anti, you know, I, well, I had enough of this bullshit and I'm moving on the 12 steps for me. And I don't know if, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Dennis, the 12 step for me is, is my base. It's my foundation. It's where I was born from. It's where I was bred from. This is what gave me this life that I have today. I'm not, a, I'm not on government cheese anymore. I'm not handing coupons at the store because of AA. And, and, and again, for other things also in my life, but the growth to, to give me that, that balance, to give me that foundation that what, what I needed to grow was my 12 step program, you know, and, uh, you know, just like any house has a foundation, 
I always visit the basement once in a while. I always, you know, make sure the walls aren't leaking. I always do maintenance around it. But we also want to build up. We also want to maintain our kitchen, improve the bathroom, you know, and and all that stuff, you know. And and that's how I. That's that's my analogy. That's my thinking in my head about AA. It's definitely the baseline of what we're doing here. Yeah, and well put. I mean, again, I don't have a a problem with AA. Yeah, at all. Right. And a good way to put it. So for anybody who's listening that has any confusion there is yeah. AA is a, as a supplement for living life, not a substitute for mm-hmm. living life. Mm-hmm. Right. So the idea of getting sober isn't to sit in AA meetings four hours a day. I want to go out. I want to learn how to remove the drink and become a productive person mm-hmm. and then go out and live and yes. stub my toe and bump into walls and fail and learn how to grow through that. Those were the reasons I drank. I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to bump my head. I didn't want to stub my toe. I wanted to just like get through and I didn't know how to. So I drank. Yeah. So the idea here is like, I want to, if I'm, if I'm going to go to AA, I want to go. And then I want to go out and live. Mm -hmm. Right. And if I don't know that beyond AA, if I'm not learning that there, then I need a coach or somebody to like push me in that direction to get to where I want to be. So go to AA. If you're happy there, keep going. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's what I could say. Yeah, yeah absolutely, and I, and I agree with that. But also, th- that's what AA does. And then it go. We can get a little deeper. Um, sponsors get a network. Um, but that that's also. But AA and and can quote. Tell me if I'm wrong. But AA says we need balance in our life. We can't all just have one thing all the time. Including AA, including twelve steps, including everything. We come to AA to live. We not we don't come to AA just to listen. You know, we come to live. We take all those principles that is given to us and bring them out to the world and live our lives. You know, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know? I love that. But you said live, keep living. Mm. Go. Yeah. Ahead. I mean, it took me a little while. I have a good story when I used to do a lot of motivational speaking before the world shut down. Mm. I would go do my speaking and book signings <laughs> and stuff. Cool. And, but I, this story where I went to Belize and this was, it was a, my first trip outside of the country by myself. And I was 33 years old because I'm an old ski guy. I used to live in the mountains and I bounced around to a lot of mountains, but I never really went out and saw the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And so this was about two, two years into sobriety. And I, I was like, I want, I had a friend who went to Belize and she went diving, scuba diving and stuff. And I was like, I want to go somewhere. So I, I was like, I, I knew her and I was like, she went there. I was like, I'm going to Belize. So I got my credit card out, put it on there. <laughs> and I, I missed my flight. This is a great story of transformational thinking about tra- transforming your life. Yeah. So, and these are the gifts of sobriety. So what happened was I, I got to the airport and I think it snowed here maybe, or there was some sort of delay here. And uh, I got from Denver to Houston, but I was late getting my flight from Houston to Belize. And I, I ran up to the gate and they had to, cause it's an international flight. They had to close the gates like 10 or 15 minutes before. And mm-hmm. I watched my plane to paradise take off without me. No. And this was still early sobriety. And this was, you know, I had my flip phone and I couldn't, they didn't have self-service. <laughs> like I couldn't call people, you know, my sponsor or whoever. So finally the next day I found a place to stay. I was stuck in Houston overnight. And the next day I woke up. And I, I finally make it to Belize. Mm-hmm. Now you get to Belize city and they lost my bag. So I'm in central America all by myself with shaky sobriety, 
not really sure what's going on in the world. And I get into Belize city without my bag and there's in the airport, a huge liquor store and they're passing out like shots of something. I have rum, I think. And, and I'm like, Oh my God. So, you know, I went into like this fear and the prayer meditation stuff and, you know, just to like calm down and get centered. Yeah. So finally I, I, I walk up to this guy and he's like an Island Rasta man. And I was like, so where, where am I, what am I supposed to do? What am I doing next? He goes, Hey man, he goes, you go over, you see that guy over there. He's going to give you a boarding pass. And I was like, okay. So I went over and I was like, Hey, he said, you're going to give me a boarding pass. So he gave me this little printout and it was laminated this piece of paper. And it said boarding pass. And he gave that to me. He's like, go over there. He's like, go over there, man. And we're going to take off in like 10 minutes, man. And I was like, all right. So 40 minutes later, I went up to him and I was like, uh, are we leaving? I thought you said we're leaving in 10 minutes. He goes, yeah, man, 10 minutes, Belize time. Man. <laughs> so that's when I learned about island time. Yeah. And yeah. so anyway, I finally, we, we walk outside like an hour later and we get on this little plane that's like the size of a car Oh, geez. and there was a, it was a six seater and I get in there. The pilot has a cigarette butt hanging out of his mouth and oh, no. he just shut the door. And uh, <laughs> so we take off and it's all shaky. And so we get to San Pedro and San Pedro is like this beautiful Island where Madonna sang last oh, wow. I dreamt of San Pedro. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yes. I finally get to San Pedro and I'm, I get on this van to drive through to this port where I had to get on a boat to take it to where I was staying in Ambergris Key. And we're on this van and, you know, I'm all worried about my shit, my bag, and I'm like, where am I going to get all my stuff? So I, we stop at this little stop sign and there's this little girl standing there, barefoot, dirty, beautiful little girl, big, big brown eyes. Mm-hmm. And we just caught each other's eyes and we just stared at each other. And after it felt like it was like 20 minutes, but it was Mm -hmm. probably like 20 seconds. Yeah. And we just looked at each other and all of a sudden she just like shaked her head. She shook her head and she smiled at me. And I just started crying. Oh my God. Because I realized like all the stupid shit I was worried about and all these things I needed. I didn't. She was worried like, is she going to eat today? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so finally we get on this boat. We get make it out to Ambergris Key to my, to where my resort is. And I didn't know what I'm doing. And this guy, I went down to the activity shack, which was right in front of my uh, room. Okay. The Caribbean's right here. Gorgeous, beautiful blue yeah. water. And I walked down. I was like, what should I do? And he's like, you should scuba dive, man. And I was like, <laughs> scuba dive. That's like a big fear, right? What about sharks and all this shit? Yeah. I was like, okay. So he gave me a DVD player and a book. He's like, read chapter one and come back tomorrow morning. Oh my God. So I did. And luckily I did because I got on the boat the next day. They hooked all my equipment up. I sat on the end of the boat and the guy's like, all right, put your hand on your regulator, which is your air and your other hand on your mask. And I was like, all right. And he pushed me in. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like kicking and screaming. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I pull my air out. He's like, Dennis, put your air in and deflate your BCD, which is your buoyancy control device. Uh-huh. So I did. And I went beneath the water and my whole life changed forever. Mm, wow. wow. Pure serenity. And, you know, I spent that whole week, I did like 
maybe a dozen dives. I went to the blue hole. Yeah. I went 130 feet deep. I saw things I never saw before. Wow. I held a shark in my hand. I swam with turtles. Oh my God. And that, that week I also started running and every day I would run down the beach and there was this guy, this kid, a local Islander guy, and his job was to sweep the seaweed off of the beach for us lazy Americans so we can enjoy our <laughs> vacation. And he was the happiest guy in the world. Oh yeah, yeah. Every morning he's like, good morning, sir. How you doing, man? Oh, it's mm -hmm. so nice to see you again. Yeah. And you know, yeah. we have it all wrong. We do, we do, 100% we do. Everybody's like, oh, my 401k, who's yep. the fucking president? All the, yeah. what do people think about me? The yeah. the, my car, my house, like all yes. this stuff. And he's like, does he get to eat today? Like yeah. he makes $5 a day yeah. and he's happier than family. anybody I know. Oh, and it's true. It's true. And you know, and, and it is so true because, because I'm moving and I'm walking around my house, like, you know, I'm moving into a shack somewhere, you know, like, like I, I you know, like the government's taking my house away, you know, and, and, I'm, and I made money on my house and all that stuff. I did well, but I'm, I'm moping around like a fucking asshole around here. You know what I mean? And, and then you and I have a similar story that, which this is, and, and you and I spoke about this minimalizing, right? How, how great is minimalizing when I got to get rid of, and, and this goes in, in turn to what, what your story was about all these, the Island people, how, how they just live on that time and that time on Island time. Right. And that's, that was the other thing is just, just minimalizing and, and just decluttering your life. You would, I mean, if, if guys, if yeah, exactly breathing, just getting rid of clothes, just getting rid of a, useless clothes that somebody else could wear in your fucking closet makes you alive i'm telling you try it guys who dennis who were the the guys you were talking about that you told me to watch the uh the, the minimalists minimalist. minimalist yeah they have a great podcast um you, you can look them up that's that's another good thing but you're right us as americans we want five cars we want you know we want 10 houses and we want, you know, 30 rooms and 26 bathrooms. And, you know, there's only one person living in the house. I mean, what, what sense does that make, you know, and, and it's all uh, ego. Exactly. It feeds the ego. And that brings us back to the found. Let's talk about the foundation of AA, the foundation of life, the foundation of living. That's not what that's about. That's the basement is the foundation, right? That's where, that's where you start off in the basement and you get to build this wonderful life. But if you clutter that basement up with shit, you don't realize where you where you came from, you know. And then you know that that's a great point. And you know what happened? So that was maybe like a Saturday or Sunday that I'm talking about that I finally made it to Belize. And okay. then I spent the next couple of days like complaining to everybody about oh. how I lost my bag and I needed yes. all that shit. Yeah. And all, I had my camel bag and I took out the bladder, so I had like my money, a toothbrush, a razor, and I had my shorts, my board shorts, and a pair uh. of flip flops. Yeah. And a t-shirt. That's what I had. And you know what? Three days later, the concierge, he wheels my bag up the beach. <laughs> and I'm like, and everybody's like so excited. They're like Dennis's bags here. Cause I was complaining <laughs> and whining and bitching about not having all my shit. Yeah, and you yeah. know what happened after that? I didn't use one fucking thing oh, in that bag the God. whole rest of the week. Oh yeah. I had like a jacket in there. It's fucking <laughs> the Caribbean. It's 85 degrees every day. And I, I had a, like a winter jacket in there I and know. all these other clothes, all the stuff I had in there. I didn't need any of it. Yeah, no. And that's true. That is, and you're right. You, you just, you, you get by with what you have. No, is grand. Is it nice to have all these things? Of course, but 
but what does it do for you? Like you said, your bag came wheeling in and you didn't use it. You had all the shit, you had everything you needed and you didn't use it. It's okay to have stuff. Like, yeah. I was in a relationship and where she, she had a lot of stuff and she, she liked it a lot. And, mm -hmm. and I came to grow, to like nice stuff and I yeah. have nice stuff. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's like, if, if you have nice stuff and it makes you feel good, that's great. But if you rely on it for mm -hmm. your happiness, that's when it becomes a problem exactly. because it's just stuff. Yeah. If you're relying on a 5,000 square foot house to make you happy, it's not going to not, yeah. you know why? because there's always something else to have. Yes. You need to be content on the inside and then you can add those things in if you want, as long yeah. as you're content on the inside. It's the same thing with relationships. Yeah. Most yeah. relationships are codependent, unhappy relationships because they're looking for the other person to fill them up and yes. complete them on the inside. 100% right. And yeah, you're right. And and even let's let's look at some like Robin Williams. Let's take him for example, the half the, the richest man in comedy, the you know, Mork and Mindy and you know, oh, you name it. He 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 just amazing made people laugh, but he had all the money in the world and he kills himself. I mean, it's just not, you know, the money isn't going to buy his happiness. The big houses aren't going to buy his happiness. It comes within. It comes from the ba from the basement with your AA program comes with the coaching comes with believing in who you are and what you do and why you do it. You know, Can what's I my get? Well, you know, I Keanu Reeves had this. He he put this out somewhere, and I love this. I want everybody to see this. So you can look it up somewhere. But he says, my wish is that for you, for everybody to have everything that they want, all the money and riches and everything that they want to realize that that's not the answer. Mm -mm. No. Isn't that awesome? That is, that is, it's awesome and it's true. It's yes. awesome and it's true because that stuff can come and go. You know, the thing that boggles my mind, all right? Mike Tyson, right? $600 million. Spent it all. <laughs> Gone. How the fuck do you spend $600 million? But you could, it's true. You know, you want more and more and more. And, and you know, and that's, and again, keeping it simple. Again, break, breaking it down to a, a, an AA program, breaking down to a coach and keeping it simple. Live within your means, you know, spend, spend a little bit, but save more, you know, yeah. and, and, you know. So I have this house that I've, that I've been in for the last year since my separation. And, um, I went out and bought all this nice stuff and everything. I've been selling it all, giving stuff away, going to Goodwill and everything. Now I have four bags downstairs in the basement. Mm -hmm. When I, when I'm done here in the next like four or five weeks, all, that's all I'm going to have. Wow. I'm wow. getting rid of everything. I'm selling my car. I'm selling my furniture, oh my everything I own. There's a couple little um, boxes that have stuff from like, you know, 40 years ago. It's going in my mom's basement up here, but everything else i'm going to have four bags to my name and one of those is full of scuba gear so that that's like really heavy but that means i have three bags right personal stuff of personal stuff that's all i'm going to have to my name good for you good for you and and are you moving where are you moving to i'm moving to playa del carmen mexico wow so Paradise. you're leaving the country i am yeah wow yeah new chapter chapter 49 slash 50. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. So any, we can do anything. Think about it, Dennis. Think of where you came from. Think of what you what your life was. And now look what you're doing. You had you had it all. You had the 500 square foot home. You did all this. And now you're saying, okay, I'm just going to get up and go and I'm going to go to Mexico. That's amazing. Yeah. But that doesn't come with just 
being media, 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 mediocre. That comes with putting a lot of work into your life, doing a lot of things that you didn't want to do, growing, crying, learning, pushing through things, that steady uphill battle that you did, you know, to get to that position to where you know you're going to be comfortable, even if you only have three bags of shit. Mm. Love yeah, it. well put. Yeah, Love and it, it takes time to get there. Like, of I have course. to say, you know, I've been in the last 18 years of sobriety. I've been to every island in the Caribbean. I've been to parties, wow. beach parties, cool. bars, clubs. And I don't like going to those places anymore, but I went because of the people I was with. And, yeah, yeah. But I, I went because I can't, mm -hmm. you know, because I have choices now. Yes. And I, stay, I take care of my health. So when somebody's like, because in Colorado here, we have um, like 54, 14,000 foot mountains. So we call them 14ers. And somebody's okay. like, you want to go hike up a 14er? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> and I can because I'm sober yeah. and I'm, I take care of my health. Yeah. I have choices. Yeah. Somebody's like, let's go scuba dive. And I can because yeah. I'm healthy. Yeah. If somebody said, let's go on a 30 mile bike ride. I can, yeah. you know, because I have choices because I'm sober and I choose to take care of myself. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, all this didn't happen all at once because mm -hmm. I did 31 years living a harmful life. Mm -hmm. And so I had to undo a lot of that and undoing that and transforming your life takes time because, you know, undoing 10, 20, 30 years of yes. harmful behavior takes longer than a yes. few weeks of not yes. drinking yeah. to do. It, it takes transformational work yeah. in order to get to that yeah. point in life. Oh yeah. And, and again, if you, if you listen and you're an early sobriety guys, don't think that this just happens overnight or just because you have two years or five years and you're not where you want to, where you are today, you will get there. As long as you keep pushing through what you're doing, hire a coach like Dennis, um, read books, read the, all the self-help books out there that you can get, you know, email me, I'll send you a bunch of good, good, um, good books. And I'm Dennis, I'm sure you'll, uh, you know, you have a bunch of good books that people can read, but, um, but do something to take your take you to the next level. Get 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 up to the next you know get up to the next plateau and then the next plateau because that's that's what that's how we did this. And two years into recovery, I was thinking like I'll never have five years. Five years into recovery, thinking I'm never gonna have ten years. Ten years into recovery, I'm not gonna have twenty years. Twenty years, you know what I mean? It's just like how you know. And then here's the thing: enjoy the fucking journey while you're going because that is the most important part of this whole thing. Because now when I look back at, at year one, I'm like, where the fuck did 27 years go? How come I didn't slow down through those years? How come I didn't just take it easy and enjoy each? I did, but I should have slowed down a lot more. I, I, I was working a lot. I you know missed my family growing up. Um, I, I traveled all over the place for work. But you know what, guys, if there's something I can tell you, slow down and enjoy your life at this point and, and, and enjoy the journey. That's right. That's that's my that's my outcome of everything. Yeah, there's a good saying. It comes out of the Tao teachings, you yep. know, Tao, yep. T-A-O, the yep. Tao. Um, but it's slow down to get there faster. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that people like, how do I? How do I slow down to get there faster? It's a paradox because <laughs> you're like, I got to go. I got shit to do. But when you go fast, the way we're because we want instant gratification. That's why we like drinking. I'm yeah. overwhelmed. I'm full of fear and security. I don't know how to handle it. I could take a shot yep. and I could feel it going oh. down my windpipe and I yep. can feel like my problems going away. It was instant gratification. So I have mm -hmm. to learn how to slow down. Yeah, I have to learn how to put work in on a daily basis and let life unfold yes. rather than just 
jumping into it and having to have everything at once, then I get disappointed when it doesn't turn yeah. out the way I want. I yeah. make mistakes yeah. and I have to do things over. Yeah. So slow down to get there faster. Yes. That is so true. That is so true. Well, Dennis, um, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Uh, I mean, I'll go another three hours if you want, <laughs> but, but also I think I'm coming on your show in a couple of weeks. You are, um, yeah. And then we'll, I can come back and we'll talk again sometime. I'd love for you to come back. This, this was great. Um, you know, thank you so much for, uh, you know, for, for coming on. Dennis Berry um, from DennisBerry.com. Please look him up. Um, amazing coach, um, life mastery. You want me to keep going? <laughs> well, no, I was going to say, you can, if you hit my website, DennisBerry.com, you can schedule a free session with me and we'll just there talk. So if you're struggling... Yeah to figure out how to get it to the next level or, yeah. or the first level, just give me a call. Yeah. We'll set up a free time yeah. to chat. We could zoom and look each other in the eye and talk for a little bit. There you go. And listen, guys, I can tell you firsthand, Dennis, me and Dennis only known each other for a couple months now, but the, the time that I known him, he helped me through this situation. Like you wouldn't believe. Um, and it gave me a new perspective on life. Look him up, dennisberry.com. Uh, he'll, he'll help you get to the next level. No doubt about it. Um, in recovery or not, it doesn't matter. You know, if, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're not in recovery, Dennis is available for that also. So, um, Dennis Berry, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Podfather, we miss you. And, uh, hopefully we'll be back next week. And, uh, that is it guys, friends of recovery podcast. And, uh, we'll see you next week. This concludes this episode of friends in recovery, the addiction recovery podcast. Thanks to Genesis House, FirstNet, built with AT&T, for supporting those on the path to recovery and keeping this valuable resource free for all our friends in recovery. Follow us on Facebook for past shows and updates and enjoy free access to twice daily support meetings. Brought to you by Genesis House and the Friends in Recovery. If you can't get enough of Mike, the Podfather, Jersey Ed, and Skyler, you can catch them on Answering the Call, the First Responders Podcast, Available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and GenesisHouse.net.